Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. The uncertainty of Talladega, that's what all the NASCAR teams are focusing on this weekend. Talladega, Talladega for the Cup Series, Talladega for the Xfinity Series, and yep, Talladega for the Truck Series. Everyone's going to go with the crapshoot in this Talladega and see how they fare in playoff style racing. I'm Steve Post, Pit Road Reporter for Motor Racing Network, and this is Crew Call presented by Hercules Tires. Mention the Truck Series are going to Talladega, and Chandler Smith is the number eight seed of eight trucks. His crew chief is Danny Stockman. He is a third-generation racer from the state of California. He's a two-time champion as a crew chief. He won Xfinity Crew Chief and a Truck Series Crew Chief with Austin Dillon up at Richard Childress Racing. He's a seven-time winner in the Xfinity Series, a nine-time winner in the Truck Series, including Bristol not too uh, long ago. And that's what we're doing here today on Crew Call. We're going to chat with Danny Stock. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Dryden offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Dryden.com. Dryden, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Flow Racing is the home of grassroots racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's F-L-O-Racing.com forward slash MRN. It is MRN's Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires. And uh, joining us from up at Cowbush Motorsports, 
Danny Stockman has uh, joined us via Zoom call. Hello, Danny. Welcome into Crew Call. Hello, Postman. Glad to be here, buddy. Man, it's always good to talk to you in the garage area. Um, but and, You're and, looking and, good, by the way. Yeah, and, 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 and we're going to talk about that because I, I, I love going back and kind of researching. You and I, we talk all the time, and yet I never knew your backstory. And right. so when I, when, I, when I look at your backstory, I look at photos of you as a chunky, pudgier <laughs> guy. Uh, and we've talked about that. And then, and then I go back and find out about your, your family history. And it's amazing. And, and that's what I want to talk about. So a um, couple of different things right there. We've, we, we, we've kind of kicked, uh, kicked off. And, and I want to go back all the way to your grandfather, Harry Stockman. Okay. He, he tried to qualify for the 1953 Indianapolis 500. 1952, it was the CIA midget champion driving for Vic Edelbrock, which talk about a name in motorsports. I mean, Edelbrock is, is, is iconic. What can you tell me about your grandfather? Yeah. Like, so like that time, that era, it's a lot different than today. Right. Yeah. But that era, like he was the man, he was one of the, um, my dad tells me stories about uh, being a kid and Parnelli Jones coming to the house, eating dinner with them. Um, he was, I mean, it just, there was no media back then, right? So yeah. to find stuff on him is hard, but obviously you found some stuff, but he was, he was one of the guys back in the day in the forties and the fifties, like, like the guys are today, the, the, the well-known racers. Um, and uh, he was just, he was awesome. I, one of the cool things about him, he won what did he win? So he, one of his big deals was he won three championships in the same year, like USAC. Um, you might have to do some more research on that. I can't, I don't want to say exactly what it was, but it was like a big feat back then. He like, maybe it was three USAC championships in one year um, or it was UARA or something like that. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember, but it was a big thing back then. And uh, yeah, he, he tried to make the Indy 500. Um, something happened. I can't remember exactly what happened, um, but he was he was one of the guys back in the day. And it, it's it's you know people ask me how I got here, and uh, I'm third generation, so um, it's kind of just in the blood, and it's kind of what I do. And um, my my mom's father was a was a well known uh, NASCAR official on the West Coast. Um, so it's just racing's in my blood. Yeah. Talking about, talking about your grandfather, that was, I mean, do you, have you been able to get some pictures? Have we been able to, what, what have you been able to find? I mean, cause man, that, you talk about a different era, man. There were, there were some rough crude race cars that these guys were slinging around these racetracks. Right. And if I would have known you wanted to talk about this, I could have, and maybe we can do it later at some point. I can gather some of that stuff up and show, cool. show you some of that stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, a lot of pictures, a lot of, um, uh, what, what do they call them book when he used to go to the old races back in the day, they, they had the, the books that you can buy when he went in the races. Yeah. The program. Um, now everything's online. Right. Um, but he's in a lot of those, those books and, uh, and stuff, a lot of old pictures. He, I mean, I think the coolest thing is he got to drive for, for Vic Edelbrock there. I, the, you see pictures today of that midget that's sitting that, that maybe it's not anymore, but it used to sit in the showroom at Edelbrock. That's a car my grandpa used to drive. 
uh, it was a white and red four car, I believe. Um, just pretty cool. I, I wish there was more info. And I wish I knew more. Um, I do have some of his old trophies in my uh, racing room at home that my, my dad has, has given me. Uh, really cool old, like the trophies that they gave away back those days were were not like they are today, right? They're like brass and real heavy and and built like a brick shit house. And um, today, you know, they're just plastic and whatever. But like the trophies back then are pretty awesome. Um, so it's pretty cool. People ask about it sometimes. Not everybody knows about about his history and everything. I don't talk about it that much. But that's cool that you you research some of that. Yeah, we do the uh, we do the sprint car program over here, Wing Nation, and one of our partners is the is the Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum out in Knoxville, Iowa. So I I always there's always a history element of that, and and when I was researching it, it was felt I, I felt like I jumped over into that world, and you know not only your your grandfather but your dad uh, was involved uh, with with Truck Series with Orange Show Speedway. You, your dad carried on the family tradition as well. Yeah, he um, my dad. Grew up racing go-karts from a kid and, and got in hobby stocks um, in the shoot, what, 70s, I guess it would be. Yeah. And then um, he started uh, building chassis and race cars uh, for people, um, had his own race car shop, and he raced, uh, he raced and built cars for people. He had people drive for him, and then um, he was uh, uh, Rick mccray's crew chief in the truck series in the mid 90s uh him and uh, my family the mccray family is really close and um you know i he's he's the one that's got me where i am today i mean if it wasn't for him he's a he was a smart guy in his day and he he knew more about making these cars go than a lot of people and uh he never he never did it uh at the level i'm at now but he um he's very sharp and he'll still message me or tell me things today that'll blow my mind that why ain't you doing that? Why ain't you doing this? Or, you know, cool things that, that you, that, that you don't think about that, you know, your dad brings up from stuff that he used to do back in the day. So, um, pretty cool. I guess so. That is really, really neat. So years and years ago, one of the things I enjoy doing is when I go to a town, go to a racetrack uh, for, a, for a cup race, a truck race, an Xfinity race, I'll go find a local racetrack. And one night, now this is probably 10 or 12 years ago, I, I strolled over to Orange Show Speedway. I mean, what a neat little bull ring on the fairgrounds. I saw figure eight racing. Uh, th that had to be, that, looking back, that had to be a fun spot to grow up at. Yeah, that's where I grew up. And like, it's not that it's well known, but it's not. But if you went there, you would be like, this place is awesome, right? Yeah. The grandstand seating, the way it is, it's almost, it's kind of like Bowman Gray Stadium. It's a quarter mile. Um, it's awesome. Uh, I grew up there. My mom grew up there. My dad grew up there. Uh, my grandpa raced dirt on that track and midgets in the 50s. And um, it's still around today and they're still, still racing. It's, it's just an awesome place. Right dead center of San Bernardino, California. That was the thing I couldn't believe. I'm driving. I'm like, you know, I'm like, we can't. I, I, I wasn't far from it, but I was right in the middle of town. And um, I don't know. Neat stuff. Right. That's for sure. When right. um, I, I know you did a little bit of driving, but when when did you kind of make the decision or the, or the process to, to, to say, hey, I want to pursue this a little bit further? Yeah, so I... 
I raced since I was five years old, started in quarter midgets and go-karts and um, raced till I was 16, go-karts, 15 around there, got into a big car, um, spent a lot of money. Um, my, my family was an average family, had average jobs, um, made the average living and to compete um we my I was racing at Orange Show Speedway and then the Irwindale Speedway just opened up brand new and in, in around 99 or 2000 and um we built a super late model for there and back then I say back then it doesn't seem that long ago but back then there wasn't it wasn't like today where there's tons of kids doing it right it was all 30 year old 40 50 year old men doing it and when I came in I was 15 16 years old there wasn't any um I believe there was like me and and Augie Vitovich um there was a couple couple young guys on the west coast doing it so it was like it was pretty cool um to be a young guy doing it but I tore up some stuff and we we spent a lot of money so we did that for a few years um and then around oh shoot I was 19 20 years old probably around whatever year that was, I just decided that I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to like spend my, my, all my family's money to try to try to make it. And I was realizing that it's going to cost too much. We were wanting to move up to the Southwest tour back then. And it was like, this is, it's just going to be too much money. And I'm like, you know what? I went to Phoenix with a Winston West team and uh, Shane Wilson was the crew chief. And I gave Shane a resume while I was in Phoenix. And a few months later, he called me and he um, he was working for Orleans Racing. And um, he made me come work a two-week trial out in Vegas. So I went for two weeks and uh, he hired me on uh, about the fourth day. That was pretty cool. And um, I always tell this story to everybody. Shane Wilson's a good friend of mine. But when I went out there, I was, you know, 19 years old or whatever, just moved away from home. And I had to figure out, you know, where I was going to live, you know, all my budget. And I knew when I got there, how much money he had to pay me to make ends meet. Well, he, he offers me this amount of money. I'm like, Shane, I, I was like, I can't do it. I, there's no way I can get an apartment and, and pay my living to live here for that. So I got him to give me what I needed. And I always give him crap to this day, telling him he's trying to like get me for nothing. And uh, that was the start when I, I worked for Orleans Racing for four years um, and had a blast out there. The shop's still there. We were in Vegas last weekend. You drive by the shop and look at the sign and the, the old South Point racing sign still on there from back in the day. And it's like, I need to tell Brendan he needs to put a new sign up or put something up there because it's looking a little raggedy. But um, that was good times out in out in Vegas with that with that group. Um, we we won a lot of races out there and had a lot of success, and um, that was the start for me. Boy, when that truck would show up at some places, it felt like Texas. When that truck would show yep. up in Texas, it was a race for second place, man. Yeah. That, that 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 had to be a neat time i i can't the other thing i can't imagine is a 19 year old kid moving to vegas for the first time away from home that's uh that's a, that, that that that's quite the challenge i'm sure as well yeah that's for off air okay yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> <that> for, 
we had some we'll, fun out we'll there do, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. We'll do that. Four so years you, was enough. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So you move and then it, it was it from there that you ended up over at RCR or did you have a stop or two in between there? No, I went to um I I actually went to Kevin Harvick's uh, Xfinity her nationwide team. Um, Rick Corelli was a hero of mine as a kid from the West Coast, watching him race Southwest Tour, and he called me. He called me about, I don't know, it was 8 o'clock in the morning on um, on one day, and by, by noon, I was on an airplane on the way back to North Carolina to go work at KHI. So I worked at KHI for, for, a, for a few weeks. Um, I lived at Shane Wilson's house in Mooresville, and they hired me there. I, my mom and dad packed my truck up, had all my stuff in it. I flew back home, drove my truck across the country, and I never left. So uh, I worked at KHI for four years. I started uh, working on uh, the Dollar General Xfinity car. Then I went over and uh, was the truck chief for Hornaday uh, on the all-black 33 truck with no sponsor. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Uh, we were able to win some races that year. It was a makeshift crew. We didn't have, we really didn't have a crew chief. There was like four of us. And um, then we got the next year, we got Rick Wren and we're able just to completely dominate for like three straight years. And um, that's what got me the opportunity to go, to go to RCR was after winning all those races. And um started RCR with, with Austin Dillon. Um, and we started that truck team over there, um, in 2010. And, uh, I was there for a long time. Yeah. A couple of championships, a lot of wins. You won the truck championship and the Xfinity championship with Austin. And Danny, I, I, I listening to this, uh, Shane Wilson, Rick Corelli, um, you know, Richard Childress, Kevin Harvick, young people coming into the sport surrounding yourself getting with good people has got to be a critical a critical element of this sport that i that i think some people don't necessarily look at yeah that's the most important thing it's all about the people and the people you surround yourself with and if you don't surround yourself with the right people you can lead your career down the wrong path and that was something that my dad and mom taught me um, that it, that life is about the people and who you surround yourself with so um super super important to this day you know I people ask me you know I've been at the top and now I've I've came back to the truck series at Kyle Busch Motorsports well the reason is the people like in my eyes you got guys like Kevin Harvick you got guys like Kyle Busch like they're the best in my eyes and working for them is is super important and and the the way that they go about running a business is the way that I believe it needs to be done. So in my eyes, I don't need the stature of being a cup crew chief. Like I don't need that. What I need for me is to believe in my mind that I have the opportunity to win races and that's what's important. So um, when I had the opportunity to come to Kyle's, like that's what it was about. It was about having the tools, having the resources, having the people, um, and having the leadership behind me to give us the tools to go win races. And that's what it's about. Five wins over the last two years, four last year with, uh, with Kyle and, and um, 
Brandon Jones, then picked up a win not too long ago with Chandler Smith up at Bristol. That Chandler's been part of this deal over here. He had 11 races with him last year, full season. That had to be nice at Bristol a couple weeks ago to check that check that win off finally for for you guys. Yeah, for sure. It's been rocky. I mean, uh, I, I hate it for these rookies um, with no practice and everything. The, the kid is unbelievable talent. Like, like he's one of the reasons why I came to KBM because I've been watching him since he was 13, 14 years old racing super late models. And um, he's really, really good. Um, but it has been rocky. There's been really high good finishes running good. And there's been the lowest of lows like last week in Vegas when we, when we had a, a, a really good truck and destroyed it. Um, and then the week before that, the highest of the high winning at Bristol. Um, I've never been able to win as a crew chief at Bristol. And that was, that was just awesome. And um, winning with a rookie, like the, when you win with these kids, it's way different than winning with Kyle Bush. Like, Winning with Kyle Bush, like you don't even you you show up to the racetrack if you don't win, it's it's a complete disaster. Like you, it's just what it is. Yeah. Like that's what you're supposed to do. When you take Brant, uh, we got Brandon Jones's first truck win last year, and then we we're able to get uh, Chandler his first truck win at Bristol this year. That's what's important. That's why I do this. I don't do this to win with Kyle Bush. I do it to win with these young kids and try to get them to farther. Like. When I got Chandler, I explained to him, I said, if you don't make it to the next level, I feel like I failed. So when I'm on him and, and beating him down, I don't beat these drivers down, but when I'm beating them up, explaining to them how important studying and homework and all this stuff is, is because I'm trying to make them better after me. And that's my job. So when you can do it with these young kids, um, it's pretty special. Well, one thing I'll say about Chandler is be, beyond the homework and, and, and studying the truck stuff, he's not scared to go race other vehicles. I, uh, I do some stuff with the cars tour, and I think I've called as many of his races there. Uh, it, it's, it, it's good to see he has a really neat opportunity, and he races a lot with this, with this truck schedule being on again and off again. It's got to be great for a young racer to have all that seat time in between the truck races as well. Oh, he, he races every weekend, whether it's a truck or a super late model, a late model stock car or um whatever it is he races every single weekend and um one thing about Chandler he has an awesome dad that works really hard for him not not necessarily I mean working really hard just making sure that he's racing all the time these kids you know sometimes maybe they'd rather go do something else but um his dad works really hard at making sure that he's in a seat um week in and week out and um that's super important like we got a couple weeks coming off. He's getting ready to go race um, a, a short flat track in Wisconsin. I can't remember the name of it. And then he's going to the Winchester 400 um, to run a super. So uh, he races every single weekend. Fun stuff for sure. I referenced this right off the top. Um, and, and one of the things I've talked about some with, with, with some guys here on crew call. And if you follow my social is, is fitness and Danny, I mentioned this looking back at pictures. I saw a picture of you and Daniel Hemrick and I see pictures of you and you're this stocky, chunkier <laughs> guy. Um, now we talk about your, 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 yeah. What's, uh, what, what changed in your world? What is, what has caused you to, uh, to, to, uh, put some attention and focus on. Fitness? So what it was, was. 2000, what was the, what was the first year of the Roval? 2017? Yeah, I think so. 
2017, the first year of the Roval, I had Hemrick as a driver. Um, I woke up, so my brother did keto, mm -hmm. and I woke up Monday morning, didn't even have no plans, nothing, just literally woke up, rolled out of bed and said, I'm tired of being fat. So from that Monday to now, I have focused on living a healthy lifestyle. Um, one of the reasons was, um, you know, I wanted to better myself. And I, I hate to say it this way, but when, when, when the outside, when you're in a high profile situation, when the outside looks at you as a person and they see a unhealthy individual, they probably have negative thoughts about your work ethic, how you take care of yourself, how you, how, how you do your job, all that stuff. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, some people don't want to hear that, but that's important, right? If you want, if you want to be the high, be at the highest of what you do for work, you have to have it all. And if you don't have it all, these these bosses don't want you and perception is everything in my opinion. So, uh, that was super important. Um, <clears throat> I had really high blood pressure. I had, um, I was taking all sorts of pills. Uh, my cholesterol was super high, you know, everything. I was 34 years old and like getting ready to have diabetes and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm done now. Like I don't take any pills. I, it's like a hobby, my diet, and it's like the best thing I've ever done for myself. I, I like to talk about it. That's when I seen you post, man. You were like, I seen you all of a sudden. I'm like, holy cow, what'd you do? You were a big guy too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you're looking good. And it's just, I've, I've motivated a lot of people to do it. I, um, Jim Pullman, he works at Ganassi. Um, you've seen him around the garage. I know you have. You might not know the name exactly, but he worked at Evernham for a long time, and he's been at Ganassi for a long time. He's been interim crew chiefs on cup cars, and he got really, really big. And he seen me, and he's like, what did you do? And he went on keto and lost like 150 pounds. And um, I have another friend that just lost 100 pounds in the last year. Like, there's probably been two handfuls of people that I've motivated to do it because I – I believe in it so much and I believe about what it's done for my life that I mean it can it's going to change your life if you're if you're unhealthy and you get healthy it's going to change your life I promise you the confidence that you have and everything is just awesome I I, I think you can hear it in my voice how excited I am about it right so yeah. I get I get talking about it and I and I describe it I'm like sorry I'm sorry I'm in your face on this it's like religion it just it is it it just becomes and and then it's and and not only it's it's contagious to other people but but then it just it it spurs me and and I'm nowhere near where I need to be I'm a whole lot closer than I was a year, year right. and a half ago but I'm nowhere near it but but I'm reading more I'm studying more I'm 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 Whole Foods more I'm I'm hasn't it turned into a hobby almost or it's yeah. fun yeah it it has it's it's been. And, and if you would have told me, my my journey started with a beer run in Knoxville, Iowa. I was I was the I was the token beer drinker guy that was going to walk and stop at all the bratwurst stands and the beer stands. Exactly. And and 
Brad Sweet, the World of Outlaw champion, his dad ran up alongside me and said, you should try running intervals. And I was like, there ain't no way on the, in the world I'm running intervals. And I tried to run for a minute and I couldn't run for a minute. And I was horrified. Right. And I hadn't got to the stage that you were at with the pills and the medicine and everything. I was headed there. And it started and, and I finished that run, chugging a beer across the finish line, playing my part. And I'm riding back to the hotel in Des Moines. And I said, I can do that. I can do that. And November 3rd, 2018, I did my first 5K. And actually next week, uh, while, while Xfinity and the trucks are at the Roval, I'm actually doing a 10K. Um, That's awesome. Over in Kings Mountain. It'll be, and I think it'll be my 39th or 40th race. And That's then, awesome. And that leads to whole food and eating better. And I'm, I'm working right. on when I eat and that sort of thing. It is. Here we go. We, we, we start a revival service here between the two of us with it, but it, yeah. but it is so contagious. And it just, I, I just feel like a million dollars. I just yeah. feel really, really good. I mean, I remember like, no matter what, I'd be sitting here talking to you on zoom, sweating profusely, yeah. like, and just red faced, everybody like wondering, are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm just hot. Now it's like, I tell G, I need a, I need a sweatshirt. I'm cold, you know? So, uh, it's just different. It's just different. I won't ever let myself get that way again. I got comfortable as a crew chief and got fat. So mm -hmm. I got comfortable as a radio guy, same thing. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. I'll tell you what it is neat. It really, truly is really neat to catch up with you, my man. Uh, Heck what, yeah, what post man. yeah. What, uh, what do you, what do you need to do here? You finished third at Talladega last year. Um, Obviously, got a little work to do with the playoffs. Uh, opportunity, yeah. challenge. Tell me about Talladega and where you guys are at. Well, I mean, it, it's as simple as checkers or records at Talladega. We're 24 points back. Um, me and G, I know you know G here. We were just talking. I'm like, man, I I just – Talladega, I just – I love speedway racing, but I hate it right now. Then I got to thinking, I'm like, there's opportunity to get a lot there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So – um we're going to talladega with the same truck that we've had uh for a while now and it's really really good and chandler has drove it twice and surprisingly with not having any practice any experience on speedway racing he does a really good job so um i'm, I'm looking forward to it we have it's 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 checkers or records we have nothing to lose we we had a really good truck last week at vegas and got tore up and um it's just part of it it's a crap shoot going to talladega and we're going to give it our best effort and um however the cards fall they fall but we're going to race our butt off until the checkered flag falls well third of talladega last year if i'm not mistaken led a, led a bunch of laps late in daytona before getting a tire yeah. cut down. is that right yeah we had a flat tire at daytona and like literally led most of the race mm. so there, there's an art to speedway racing and we can sit here and talk about it, but we don't really know because we don't drive them. And I've worked with a lot of rookies on speedway races, and it takes them a long time to figure out. And Chandler Smith is like his first time in the truck. He was like awesome at it. So um, he did awesome at, at Daytona. We had a flat left rear, and I think we still finished eighth. But um, there's an art to it, and he's got it figured out. So hopefully we uh, – the racing gods on our, are on our side this week at Talladega and we'll be able to go to Martinsville and have a good day and, and then uh, go race for a championship in Phoenix. How about that? Good stuff. Danny, always a pleasure to catch yeah. up with you. Appreciate you joining us on crew call this week.
Yeah, buddy. Thank you, guys, and uh, appreciate all the race fans out there. No doubt. We love them, that's for sure. That's Danny Stockman, crew chief at Kyle Busch Motorsports, joining hey, us here on Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules tires, ride on our strength. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The electric era is here, and Ford Motor Company is investing $22 billion between now and 2025, and they plan to lead electrification in all areas of the automotive industry. The company is electrifying its most iconic products, the Mustang, the F-150, the Transit, and many more to come in the years ahead. And in addition to offering zero-emission versions, of its most popular vehicles, Ford is harnessing electrification to deliver more of what customers love about them, performance, capability, and productivity. To learn more, go to www.ford.com and click on the Electrified tab, and there you will see the all-new, all-electric 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning. It's the first-ever F-Series that is gas-free and delivers trusted 
built Ford tough capabilities. Again, that's www.ford.com and click on the electrified tab. It's fascinating to see what is going on with electrification of the automobile here in our country. Fun stuff for sure. And Ford is leading the way. Now this weekend, we talked about it a lot with Danny Stockman and at the top of the show, it is time for Talladega. And we are going to be busy down there all weekend long for the cup series. This is race number two of the round of 12. And for everybody with the exception of Denny Hamlin, it is nervous time for sure. Denny Hamlin and his crew chief, Chris Gabehart, not only did they win the first race of round number one, they won the first race of round number two last week at Las Vegas, and they've locked themselves into the round of eight. And everybody else is nervous because not only Talladega this week, then it's the Roval next week for the round of 12 for the Cup Series. Similarly, the Xfinity Series, they are rolling into their round of 12 with the same format, the same tracks, Talladega and the Roval. And while none of the playoff drivers won last, uh, last week, Josh Berry picked up the win in the Xfinity Series. Austin Sindrick with his crew chief, Brian Wilson, lead the points. But boy, I'm telling you, with these two races coming up, you can lose a whole bunch of points in a hurry. And then as we talked about with Danny Stockman, the truck series, this is round number two or race number two of the round of eight, the Talladega. And uh, Christian Eck has got the win, similar to the Xfinity series. Nobody is locked in. Talladega, we'll see if someone gets locked in. And they wrap up the round of eight in a couple of weeks at Martinsville, setting the field for Ford, or setting the field first. See that? I got Ford on the mind. Setting the field for championship weekend down at Phoenix. I guess that's good marketing. It was Ford championship weekend at Homestead for so long that it just rolls off the tongue. But can't wait to see who our four playoff drivers with Xfinity, with trucks, and with Cup are once we get to Phoenix. MRN is in Talladega all weekend long, and we are going to be busy with the coverage. It's a doubleheader coming up on Saturday, 1230 Eastern Time, the Chevy Silverado 250 for the truck series. And then it's the Sparky's 300 for the Xfinity Series at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, it is the Yellowwood 500 for the NASCAR Cup Series and all of those races again on MRN. If you want to look at our calendar, our schedule, you can go to MRN.com and click on the schedule. And that will not only give you the race times, but also we can send you reminders to let you know every time Motor Racing Network is on the air. We appreciate Danny Stockman from up at Kyle Busch Motorsports joining us. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength.